La 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 wait till I get my money right. Welcome to episode 24 of the Breakaway Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, doing something a little bit different today, uh, recording live on a Sunday evening here in the UK, uh, watching a bit of Red Zone with my fantastic guest, Jack Francis. Hello, mate. Evening, Kamish. Thanks for having me on again. And um, yeah, loving this new setup. Uh, you on one screen, stats on the other screen and Red Zone on the third screen. So yeah, lovely way to do it. Uh, look at us, like we're mirroring setups. I've got exactly the same, so... Yeah, uh, clearly we're taking this podcast game seriously. Oh, yeah. I did think this would be a good setup for like a YouTube live or something, but I'm, I'm not quite sure I'm ready to have my face on the internet as well as my voice. <laughs> I've, I've, I've been told that my voice is significantly better than my face. So. <laughs> uh, no, I'm not having that. I'm not having that. Your YouTube channel will be a great success and I look forward to seeing it. Um, yeah, so today, uh, Franco and I, we talked about doing a little bit of kind of a rookie review and just talk about some of the guys we've seen, what we like at this kind of, it's not really a midpoint of the season, it's just somewhere in the middle. Um, and then we just, uh, you know, time got away from us and then we had the, the brainwave to just, well, let's do it during red zone. We can talk about rookies, but we can also talk about what's going on and some of the uh, interesting matchups in the league tonight. So um, should we start there, mate? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. All right, so four matchups as always. Um, I've My team, my uh, absolute dumpster fire, is playing against the, the Ballings duo, the, the top team in the league currently. Uh, it's projected to be quite a close one, but, but I think we all know that's certainly not going to be the case. Um, in the last five minutes, I've literally had to drop someone from my team because uh, Devon A-Chain came off IR and bloody Joe Burrow, despite being injured, is not on IR yet. So I've had to drop a player just in order to be able to start a lineup and not start a controversy. So that's fun. Um, it's been a touchdown. Well, what have we got? What, Kyler, Kyler Murray and the boys. <laughs> Never Didn't guess. think we'd be calling that as the first touchdown tonight. Ah, uh, do you know what? I left him on the bench as well. Whoa, <laughs> Just as we were talking about my lineup, I could have had eight point four points from Kyler Murray straight oh. off the bat, and I'm just sat here looking at him on my bench. Ugh. On the plus side, my man, I noticed you've got Marcus Stroud at the um, CJ Stroud, not Marcus Stroud. Fucking hell, the Jacksonville <laughs> defensive lineman. That's going back a few years. I noticed you're starting CJ Stroud tonight. Um, which is exciting. So if this does turn into a shootout, which I hope it does, it could mean uh, many points for you there. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll talk about CJ Stroud at length and with a lot of eroticism later on, I'm certain, because we both absolutely love him. So yeah, so that's that's the first lineup in, in the league. Uh, should we talk about yours then? You're, you're playing uh, the second place team. So the two bottom feeders are playing the two, the two top dogs. Uh, so you're playing against Kyle's team tonight. Uh, obviously confident for another L there, but um, yeah, I, I, like you, had a bit of an emergency shake-up uh, about an hour before kickoff, uh, as I realised I still had Jalen Hurts on my bench from his bye week, uh, so I swiftly got him back in, um, which is good, so he's now back in place, and my team is as strong as ever uh, with my starting <laughs> Isaiah Pacheco and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Uh, yeah, and I've got both the Raiders tight ends starting Austin Hooper and Michael Mayer this week. It's just I don't I, I'm going to need some serious help in the off season because it's been a, a bit of a tragic season for me, and I don't know where to turn. 
I like that you're going with the Chiefs one-two punch at running back there. You can guarantee it's going to be a huge week for Jarrett McKinnon. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Kai on the other side uh, is going to put up some big numbers, I'd imagine, because two is playing the Raiders. Um, and yeah, his team's always strong, isn't it? So I'm sure he's going to put up uh, some big numbers. Devontae Adams already up to 0.4. So yeah, I'm sure Kyle will be tearing away with the ball into two uh, to some more points. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and then we've got Valen playing against Jack Rawlins. Um, there's already some scores on the board from, from the Thursday night game. Uh, Jack's obviously got Lamar Jackson at uh, quarterback, uh, which is which is great. But uh, unfortunately for him, Mark Andrews um, at tight end obviously didn't put up many points. But the more important thing is he's now done for the season with what looked like a pretty horrific injury. Shame yeah, because I think that's an important player for Lamar. So uh, Ravens look really good this season. Um, sort of I don't, under the radar is the wrong thing to say, but you, you don't ever watch them and go, "Oh my god, they're blowing teams away." But they they are actually really just demolishing teams. Yeah, and they normally hit that kind of little hiccup as well. Uh, they seem to be smoothly just grinding forward at this point. Lamar keeps producing MVP candidates or performances. Um, yeah, looking really good and riding that defense as well. So. Um, definitely very strong in that 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 division. Yeah, this looks looks to be a close one with Ballon. The projections are, are very mm. very close, and Ballon's actually got some points from Saquon Barkley, which seems like a miracle this season. Stash him away and run. <laughs> um, and then the final matchup tonight is uh, Ed Lamb versus Steve. Um, uh, again, projected to be a pretty close one. Um, Steve's got the better record on the season, but you know these two teams are pretty evenly matched. And Ed's obviously got fantastic production of late from from Dak Prescott and CD Lamb. They've been on a on a proper tear recently. Yeah, fucking tell me about it. I faced Ed in two leagues last week, um, and I think he had CD in both, uh, and he kicked my ass in both. Uh, and I'm playing him again this week in another league. I just can't escape the dude. But he's in a he's in fine fettle. Um, how's this? Oh, this one looks close as well. Uh, 222 to 225 at the moment so could be another tight one yeah it'll be interesting to see see how this one goes i mean fields is already racking up a ton of points for um for steve he's already on six points and looks like they're on the goal line uh, in this game so um why didn't we consider a justin fields rushing touchdown again for our bet oh, oh, oh. coming coming back off injury is he gonna go in again here oh just a Terrible Ooh. pass. Terrible pass. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Way outside the end zone. Yeah, so that's 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 where we are tonight. That's you know, we'll we'll kind of keep an eye on those scores as we as we go and see if anything material happens. But as we said, Ballins duo and uh, and Kyle top of the league pretty far away at this point from Steve, Jake, Ed, and uh, increasingly distant Valen and myself. Um it feels almost certain at this point that the Fallings duo and Kyle will make the playoffs as the top two. And then I guess it's kind of anyone's game between Steve, Jake and Ed, but you know, Steve and Jake have got uh, a few games lead on, on Ed at the moment. Yeah. So Ed's going to need bit... to pull his finger out. Absolutely. Yeah. Some big matchups. Like I say that Steve Ed matchup in terms of playoff places is massive tonight. Cause if Steve can take the two points there over Ed, um, that just further distances himself. Um, and if Relegation Jack six pointer. Yeah, absolutely. And if Jack Warner's can take the win as well, that just separates that that the the, the playoffs essentially, doesn't it? So um 
long way to go, but you, you have to think, yeah, the top two are fixed pretty much and maybe even the top four. Yeah, I noticed Donta Form has just gone into the end zone. I don't know if anybody's... Well, someone must have him. Someone must have him. On. Oh, Ed on his bench. <laughs> oh, I just saw Mika Parsons doing some sort of dance then as well. I don't know. Are they even play? <laughs> Did I, my eyes deceive me? They're playing Carolina, aren't they? Okay, I saw I saw him dancing, so I'm going to take that as maybe I've got some points. Just absolutely demolishing Bryce Young, no doubt. Yeah, um, yeah, Ed Donta Foreman. I, I remember talking to him in the week, and he was thinking about starting Donta Foreman, but I think I might have talked to me to starting Zach Charbonnet instead. So uh, my bad. <laughs> Is that a chain back in? Another boy he's back. Yeah, he's, he's in. Back. Yeah, take him off. It. Take him off IR in the five leagues I've got him in this week. Good problem to <laughs> Things have, you of love course. To do, yeah. <laughs> um, should we have a little chat about the big injuries this week, then? Yeah, it's, it's yeah. been a bit brutal, hasn't it? Yeah, well, they're, they're just showing the the Browns on red zone now, and obviously, um, Deshaun Watson uh, got injured last week, and then was confirmed to be on IR this week. Yeah. Um, not something that uh, I'm particularly sad about. You never want to gloat over someone's injury, but Deshaun Watson might be the uh, the exception to that particular rule, considering uh, the, the things that he has been involved with. So can't feel too sad for, for him, to be perfectly honest. No, it was, it was a bit of a weird one, wasn't it? Because you feel like he's been in and out with injury all season. Um, he's been kind of riding on the back of the Browns defense, which is obviously phenomenal. Um, and then the past couple of weeks, no, not past couple, because he's still been injured. But last week, it's almost like he's beginning to make a few plays himself, make a bit of a name for himself. Uh, and then rather innocuously, he's, he's gone down and he's gone for the season. So um, um, a shame for the Browns organization, obviously, because their, their defense is going to carry them to a championship uh, with a mediocre quarterback. So um, Deshaun's obviously above mediocre, uh, but yeah. No longer there. So, yeah, well, and they lost Chubb earlier this season as well, didn't they? Yeah. So that's a that's a, a rough couple of injuries for them. But uh, you know, maybe a touch of karma coming round to bite them in the ass. Um, obviously, the other one uh, against a what? much nice. We had a little fumble in the Raiders game. Uh, Raiders game there, didn't sorry, we? Yeah, for, sorry for the Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> I think sorry, you, could be, you could be excited about one of the few moments of uh, good play from your team this season. We'll take it. We'll take it. Uh, we, we, oh, oh no, that is a terrible interception by uh, uh, Sam Howell. Who we bet on tonight, uh, Franco? We'll have faith. What was it? Picks <sighs> over. <laughs> Oh dear. Um, the, other, the other injury this week then was um, was Burrow, which is you know a, a far uh, easier player to to root for than um, than Deshaun Watson, and obviously devastating blow for the Bengals to lose Burrow. They have got um, not a very good backup QB, and you've got to think now with the strength of that division that they're they're done for the season. They're not making the playoffs. Yeah, uh, last time I was on. Well four or five weeks ago when we last spoke, well, I think we were talking about their slow start, uh, Burrow and his calf injury, and how the Bengals hadn't really got going, and we were pretty worried about uh, their playoff chances. They've obviously got it together since then, but now they've lost Burrow again, um, and they really not put a dent in that AFC North. So, yeah, as far as I'm concerned, their season's pretty much done. Um, I had no idea who number six was playing for them on Thursday night once Burrow went out. So, uh, yeah, uh, it looks like... 
I know we hate to say it, but it looks like the Steelers are going to find their way through it again uh, and probably make their way to another playoff somehow, some way with that terrible, terrible roster. It's absolutely staggering, isn't it? I think I said in the mini pod earlier this week that, um, you know, Pickett is just kind of finding ways to win despite only having thrown, what was it, was it six touchdowns this season? Yep. Absolutely mental that they are six and three. And, you know, they're playing the, the Browns backup quarterback tonight, so they'll probably go seven and three. Yeah. And all they get, I mean, you'd hate to watch any of their games as a fan because they just stink and they're all under. There's no high score. And they have barely scored above 13 points, but they get get the wins. So, yeah, just a shout out to Mike Tomlin every time, isn't it? Fair play to the guy who knows what he's doing. Uh, absolutely incredible coach, yeah. Oh, Joey Bosa on the cart. That's not a good sign. Oh, wow. Doesn't look happy, does he? No, he doesn't. That looks like a pretty serious one. Oh, no. Wow, what a week for it. Big names as well. Yeah, Yeah, he's got proper superstars. Uh, Not good to see that, is it? He's such a big player for the Chargers on defence. They've they've not exactly been sterling on defence so that they could at least rely on him pressuring the QB. Oh, my God. What on earth? Will Levis just got absolutely demolished. Wow. Saxonville, baby. <laughs> dear, oh dear. Oh, now they're off for the dance. Nice. <laughs> nice. They were, I swear they weren't doing this for the first few games of the season. That seems to have made a massive comeback again. Like Every time a defensive play does anything, <laughs> they're just off. <laughs> dancing in the end zone. Yeah. Mad, isn't it? The play I wonder job. how this is going to sound with us sort of reacting live to to plays when when people are playing this back <laughs> on the podcast. They're going to be like, uh, "This is weird." Yeah, because right now it feels fantastic, but they're going to yeah, these these are all going to be finished. Well, I'm sure they won't be uh, backwards in telling us uh, exactly how they, what they think of it. So you know, I get. I guess this we could can we can rely on some direct pod. feedback from the league, <laughs> possibly. That, I think, would probably be my intent to do that at some point, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, you, and you could almost split it across the game. Oh, I know it's a tough slog for you, but you, you could do it across all the games and have a, a new guest in every hour. <laughs> a seven-hour live YouTube. I'm just, I'm just sat here, like, wasting away, just absolutely exhausted. Yeah. The new Scott. The other members of the league take an hour each, and I'm just here hosting, just slowly losing my mind. Yeah, it really seemed like Kyle, a good idea from get, a guest point of view. Get Kyle on for like hour seven just to really liven up events. <laughs> just hear him snoring. <laughs> just consumed six gummies or something. <laughs> oh man, right. Um, talked injuries, we talked lineups. What else should we do? Should we, should we talk rookies, which is what we were originally going to yeah. do? Um, Right, so I, I think we were talking about this, and we were going to look at and say, um, you know, who who are our kind of like rookie superstars for the season? Who are the guys that we've we've absolutely loved to watch? And we mentioned CJ Stroud earlier, so I mean, should we just start there? Start talking about our boy CJ Stroud? Yeah, I think the conversation, obviously, as a few more, we'll talk about it, but it starts and ends with Stroud, doesn't it? This year, at the moment, there's some other shining stars, um, but CJ Stroud is in a a league of his own. Yeah, it does seem to be, doesn't he? He's, he's by far the best um, QB in the, in this class. Um, currently, 
Uh, I think I said this on on the pod earlier this week, but currently the kind of QB9 on the season, 2,600 yards, 15 touchdowns, but most importantly for a rookie, two interceptions. That is incredible. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was I was trying to find some stats um, between what Mahomes did last year when he won MVP and what um, Stroud is doing this year. Um, but they were pretty non-conclusive. That's not to say Stroud isn't putting on an MVP type year. Um, he absolutely is. He, he looks incredible. Um, his stats are there to show. For me, um, it's the wins he's putting together. He, he's doing what you expect from a quarterback, but he's really kind of winning games now that maybe you don't expect him to win. Um, coming from positions in the fourth quarter to win the game. Um, just the way he holds, like, commands the pocket. And he's got, I don't know how you explain it, but it's that little twitch he's got in the pocket when he releases the ball. Um, a little snap when the ball comes out. It just, it looks elite. He, he looks fantastic. Um, I must admit, I didn't really know much about him coming through the draft process. Didn't really know much about him when he joined the Texans. Um, I still won't say I know too much about him, but what I have seen, uh, yeah, he looks incredible. Real talent. Yeah, the the view on him was always that he was the most accurate QB in the draft, but um, the knock on him was uh, he's not very mobile, he's not very dynamic, and and he's he isn't that mobile. But I think the saying he's not dynamic uh, just is is a bit reductive, really. Just because he doesn't run with the ball doesn't make doesn't mean he's not dynamic. He really, really is dynamic. He's an incredible passer, moves around in the pocket really, really well, and. If he needs to run, he can pull down and do it. But yeah, this guy's not going to need to run for much of his career. He's so accurate. Yeah, you saw it last week, didn't you? I think he, he, he ran in for one and it just caught the defense completely flat-footed because they'd not seen it before. Um, and he's clearly got it in his locker. He, just, he doesn't need to use it. He, he uses arms. He lets his receivers do the work and, and makes them look like the stars. So, um, probably just quickly want to add, because I'm not sure we'll see another one this season. We just saw a Luke Schoonmaker touchdown. <laughs> Who the fuck <laughs> is that? <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! Is it is it Cowboys tight end? He is, yeah. Cowboys yeah. tight end, Luke Schoonmaker. Brilliant. Brilliant. All the people who've got Jake Ferguson going absolutely mental now. <laughs> um, by all the people who've got Jake Ferguson, I mean the three people who've got Jake Ferguson. Yeah. Maybe I should get him in and replace one of those uh, <laughs> Raiders tight ends. <laughs> Talking to which? Hello? Oh, that's Renfrew. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like a tight end. So a white receiver, and I just immediately thought, yeah, must be him. <laughs> um, yeah, I see Jay Stride, future star, top 10 QB, um, you know, and, and has so much room to improve as well. Uh, if they get some, you know, some, some good other targets for him in there, I mean, I know that their um, weapons have looked good so far this season, but um get get some other good players in there could be incredible yeah yeah i'm excited to watch his career excited for the texans as well it's um good times for them yeah absolutely um other rookies then uh who else who else have you really liked this season mate um i suppose it's it's timely to say devon a chain as he's just returned this uh this this week um and he's putting on a bit of a show before he went down injured um even without his injured weeks, he's nearly up at 500 rushing yards already. Um, he obviously had a couple of absolute monster weeks for the Dolphins, um, and he's got the receiving game to go alongside it. So, yeah, I think he's, he's a real talent. Um, obviously, he's working alongside Mostert. Uh, Mostert's already 31, as we've spoken about many times, um, so probably only got two, a couple of years more in his tank. Um, so, A-Chain's going to take over that backfield. Um, looks like a true feature back. 
Um, so yeah, really like that guy. Yeah, the twelve point one yards per carry is probably not going to last forever, um, <laughs> but uh, a pretty in- incredible feature of his game, and he's so elusive, isn't he? unbelievably quick I, I i was you know i was bloating a little bit earlier this season when i said i had him rostered in five of six dynasty leagues or, or whatever it is i mean I, I really liked him coming in his speed was just insane and he was dropping to like seventh eighth ninth tenth you know it's, it was it was staggering but yeah um you know i, I can't you know i get it in two qb leagues and all that and actually the talent at the top end of the draft was was great as well but in that dolphins um in that dolphin setup, he's just just such a weapon. So hopefully he has a good week this week. You know, it would be quite nice for me if um, if Devon A. Chain and Jalen Waddle versus the Ballers duo put up I don't know fifty points because um, that would be bittersweet for Baker. I'm sure he'd say uh, that he doesn't care as long as the Dolphins win. Um, but it's good for me to know that a little bit of him dies inside if uh, if I do manage to beat them. We'll see if it happens because it's currently three nil down to the Las Vegas Raiders. Let's go Raiders! So a lot of passes to uh, Devontae Adams, so the squeaky wheel and all that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Devontae Adams for one yard again. <laughs> Baker, we're pleased to see it. You love things you love to see. <laughs> Thank God we haven't got that PPR score in this league. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought just on a chain because I must admit I haven't been keeping a real close eye on it. But how's most of it been fair in kind of carrying the load recently? Because I, I, is it just me that just thinks that Dolphins rush attack's been fairly quiet since a chain's been down, or has most of it been ticking over nicely? No, I think most of it's been been ticking over pretty well. They obviously had the bye week in there, so you sort of lose sight of it a little bit. But um, yeah, he's he's been pretty productive, um, and and most importantly for most that he hasn't got injured. Uh, which is usually what happens when he has a run of sort of five or six games. He just then disintegrates. Amazing what you can do when you get away from that San Francisco turf. <laughs> well, Kyle Shanahan's running scheme where you just yeah. like running uninterrupted into linebackers. Uh, <laughs> You're going to get hurt. I'm just amazed CMC isn't dead by now. You know, the amount mm. of run he's getting in the, in the Niners at the moment. But yeah. Um, well, sticking with the, the theme of running backs, then the, the other one I had on my list of like this guy's been incredible, um, and not surprised because he was taken near the top of the draft is Jameer Gibbs. Um, started the season obviously very quietly, and then Monty got injured, and all of a sudden Jameer Gibbs was absolutely flying. And it now looks like they've got a situation where they can actually sustain two running backs, uh, which is which is pretty awesome, yeah. Um like you say, you look at his stats and just over those past sort of three weeks, um, they've just taken an, up another notch, basically, uh, with Monty being down. Um, you kind of thought that was it. You thought it was Gibbs backfield to lose, but obviously Monty came back in and ripped off what it was like a 70, 80-yard touchdown. Um, so there's back to splitting reps. They're both earned their role in that um, team and that backfield, so I don't think it's fair to really hand over to either one of them. Um, and like you said, I think they probably can sustain it. That Lions offense looks pretty good um, moving forwards. Um, so yeah, it's good to see. It's nice to see he's mixing in uh, a lot of receptions in that as well. Um, I think he had nine receptions against the Ravens a few weeks ago, um, sort of five three. So he's a real kind of dual threat out of that backfield as well, which is which is great. Yeah, yeah. He's currently sat on a donut tonight, um, and uh, the Bears are driving already seven 0 up against uh, against the Lions, which is a 
yeah, I had to double check that for a second. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, what a player he is! So shifty, so quick, so sudden. Um, yeah. uh, CJ just score. Is that a touchdown? No. Oh no, it's down to the one. Just sliding in. <laughs> <laughs> I think he got touched. Maybe not. Oh, don't know. Don't know. That's a good play. That Ooh, is. I think he's in. Yeah, it doesn't look like he gets touched until the guy yeah. kicks him in the head. Again, who is that? Some some tight end we've never heard of. It's been a oh, it's probably of... Dalton Schultz, isn't it? Dalton Schultz, Cowboys, Cowboys legend. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry, sorry, um, we got we got off track there. Back to Jameer. <laughs> I mean, I think we we talked up Jameer, haven't we? Uh, yeah, he, yeah. He was obviously the second running back coming off the board after after Bijan, and um, I think at this point he looks like he's gonna live up to that potential and, and be a great player in the league as, as we kind of go forward. Yeah, which is good to see because I know after the first couple of weeks we speak to Steve quite a lot and he was a little bit concerned because there was a lot of hype in the draft uh, and then he comes out and Monty's got a bit more of the lead in the back there, not getting many carries. He went seven, seven, seventeen, eight in his first four weeks plus carries. That was um, uh, production still wasn't bad, but now it's, it's gone up and up and up. So, yeah. yeah, definitely. So, just seen Saquon Barkley go in, uh, make a great catch in the corner of the end zone. Nice. Giants leading, just Bauer, like we expected. Who, uh, <laughs> yeah, Stephen Bauer were discussing starting Barkley this week, weren't they? And whether to do it or not. So uh, I'm not sure what their final call was, but hopefully they did. Yeah, Valen started uh, Saquon against uh, Jack Rawlins. So he's, he's now in the in the driver's seat in that matchup. It'll all come around, no doubt. Well, um, wide receivers, you know, we, we kind of knew going into the draft this year that it was a bunch of sort of five foot ten slot receivers coming into coming in this year. So it's it was it's no surprise that you know the wide receivers haven't exactly been incredible. Um, but uh, Addison, Jordan Addison at the the Vikings uh, has been really really good, hasn't he? Um, he's really stepped into that Adam Thielen role of the number two receiver and, and has, has done well since um, since Justin Jefferson went down. Obviously, they've lost Kirk Cousins as well now. Um, and so, uh, you know, the, the Josh Dobbs miracle plays will dry up at some point. But but Addison's been uh, been really, really good so far. Yeah, yeah, your boy Addison Lee. Um, absolutely agree. Um, I think I've only really noticed in the last few weeks um, um, since Dobbs come in, probably because there's been a lot of... <laughs> A lot of highlights showing of Dobbs and what he's been doing. But, um, yeah, he's, I looked back through his stats. And he's been pretty consistent all year. Uh, it has stepped up over the past few weeks, as expected, with Jefferson being out and whatnot. Um, but he's on 600 yards for the season, um, seven touchdowns. He's put on a really, really good um, first season in the league. Um, and you, you think once he's probably getting a bit more coverage now uh, than he will when JJ gets back. Um, so it could open up even more opportunities for him down the line, which is it's going to be great. Um, you think he'll get 1,000 yards this season. So. Yeah, and that's a really good return for um, for a rookie, isn't it? You know, if you get if you cross the thousand yard threshold as a receiver, you know, you know you're going to be a solid guy. It'll be interesting to see what the Vikings do long term at, at quarterback because obviously you know, Kirk's already 38, isn't he? And um, you know that injury is not going to be a quick recovery for him. Uh, you know, even though Aaron Rodgers appears to be saying he's coming back from his Achilles tear um, in the next four weeks or whatever, I can't imagine Kirk's coming back. 
until next season. And then the Vikings got a good decision ahead of them. You know, do they, what do they do? They don't look like they're going to get an early pick because they look like they're putting together a set of results and, you know, they might even sneak into the playoffs. Yeah. Do you write it with Dobbs for another year and see how it pans out? Yeah, I mean, he's been really fun this season, hasn't he, Dobbs? Like, yeah. you can't can't help but root for the guy. Yeah, absolutely. He seems to be a, a bit un- maybe unlucky, maybe not, but the way he keeps getting moved on despite doing kind of decent things at QB. So um, kind of at some point, someone's got to give him a chance and say, all right, here you go. It, it is the reins. Let's see what you can do for a season. Um, yeah. Any other um, any other rookies in that kind of like, I guess, the top threshold that have really impressed you? We'll, we'll talk a little bit later about some of the sort of surprise guys or the the deeper guys, yeah. but yeah, I think that'd be good. I haven't got anyone really this like you'd expect to be there, and that we want to talk about. There's a few surprise picks, but um, yeah, that that's it for the the top tier. Uh, should we flip the script then and talk about a few disappointments? I suppose we have to, don't we? Yeah, I've got got to got to. I mean, got to start with Bryce Young, haven't you? Really? Um, uh, number one, he was number one overall pick, wasn't he? I'm doubting myself yeah, here. Yeah, for a yeah, he was. Oh, Tyreek is racing. Oh, he no. Oh. Sorry, mate. Things you didn't want to say. Just to figure <laughs> out to the disappointment things. The mood has somewhat changed here in the studio. Just looked like a little skinny post there. and oh, He was gone, wasn't he? Tyreek Hill touchdown, isn't it? <laughs> just they flashed a stat up at the beginning of this drive saying they only had three receiving yards as well. Talk about Tepton <laughs> Yeah, there you go. Little Whoop. beach slant or skinny post through four defenders, touchdown, gone. Too good, isn't it? I hope I had him on my anytime touchdown scorers this week. Yeah, he is good. Deeply unlikable individual, but an incredible <laughs> football player. Very good player. A very fan. <laughs> good player. Anyway, uh, talking, about, we talking about, about Bryce Young. Bryce Young. <laughs> wow. Bryce uh, Young. Lama drafted him. He did, didn't he? He's going to be buried yeah. somewhere in his bench. All 5'10 of him. <laughs> Did we work out that he was actually 5'8"? <laughs> I don't think he was 5'10 when he after all of that. <laughs> Lamb prepared all his 5'10 stats for a guy who's 5'8". Uh, Lamb, you've I... got to come back on the podcast with his actual height and rerun the stats. Do you know what? Sleeper does say that he's officially 5'10", but I think he's 5'8". Get the measuring tape out. <laughs> what was his draft? What did they say in the draft? I'm going to have a look. They always overstate in the draft, don't they? He, he has had one good fantasy game this season against Detroit. He had 26 points, but other than that, it's been a, a slew of sort of 12 to 16 point terrible production. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's, he's on eight touchdowns and seven interceptions. So, you know, looks like a rookie, but. I mean, the the tape has been worse probably than the stats in this case. Yeah. Uh, and he really, really said, uh, stares down your boy Adam Thielen, doesn't he? He's had <laughs> oh an absolute God. resurgence. <laughs> yeah, like the amount of receptions that guy's seeing is just like... <laughs> it's wild, isn't it? But that's the problem. When Adam Thielen is your best receiver at this point, you're in big trouble because the guy is yeah. so slow. Yes, yeah. Every time they cut to him and it's a Carolina offensive play and Bryce Young managed to escape a sack, you know exactly what's coming. <laughs> Old man feeling, limping down the field with a ball in his hand somewhere. Um, <laughs> good for him. I'm sure he's going to make some money off Bryce Young. But uh, yeah, uh, I'm not sure there's much other talent in the receiving room, to be fair to him. But No, no, it's pretty dreadful, isn't it? It is, yeah. 
Um, I think half of the kind of League of Legends could probably outpace Adam Thielen at this point. <laughs> I saw some sprightly moves on that walk the other week. I mean, not by me and Valen, but the rest <laughs> of you, you know, you were moving. <laughs> like a pack of goats nimbly climbing up a cliff. <laughs> Even Lama with eight beers in his bag. Yeah. Do you know, I, I, I wanted to say it while we were walking, but I really didn't want to curse it, so I didn't mention it. But I can say it now because we're all back safely. But I'm fucking shocked that none of us fucking ripped our knee in half or popped an <laughs> ankle or anything like that. Because I was convinced it was going to happen. And every kind of couple of hours I was going to say, God, isn't it good that none of us have got an injury yet? But I thought it was tempting faith. Uh, no no one yeah. even fell over or like tripped yeah. over a rock or anything. Even when we were scaling down the side of that fucking ravine that um, yeah. Jake led us down. <laughs> With a handful of barbed wire in one hand. Incredible. <laughs> Jesus Christ. We survived. I'm amazed we got out of there alive. <laughs> yeah, chat with the Is there anything else we need to say about Bryce Young? You know, I, mean, they... I don't know. I don't really have much like narrative to add to the stats. The stats are poor. He passes to feed in a lot. <laughs> the Panthers are stuck with him. Like, there's not a lot they can do. They're going to have to ride him for two or three years just to see if he's the guy they thought he was. Oh, they're going to have to give him some weapons to start with, aren't they? Yeah. To work out whether it's whether it is a him problem or a weapons problem. Yeah, it sucks to be a Panthers fan. Do you reckon they sat Frank Reich after one season? Mm. I don't know. Maybe maybe they give him another year. Yeah, I think give him another year. Let him get a few uh, weapons around Bryce. See where they stand. But it could be a tough rebuild if it doesn't work out again. Ooh, some some weird audio problems there. Oh, there we go. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, Frank Wright's got to decide whether he's calling the offensive plays or not. He's he's given them away. He's brought them back. He's given them away. You know, it's, you know, if you're the QB whisperer, which he's you know got the reputation of being, he just needs to make the calls, doesn't he? Yeah, I think he's yeah, just not cut out to be a head coach. Better OC. So, um, other disappointments. Uh, the you know Jackson Smith and Jigba. Um, obviously drafted by the Seahawks, so it was always going to be a bit of a tough spot for him behind Lockett and Metcalf. Um, I, I just don't. I, I mean, I, I watch their highlights. I try not to, but I do watch their highlights every week. But it just, it just doesn't pop. Nothing doesn't no. really do anything, does he? No, like you say, he's a bit of a ghost on the field behind those other two. Um, and even when they're not firing, he's so far down. Um, yeah, he's got three hundred twenty-five yards on the season. Two touchdowns. It's pretty poor return. Um, maybe he's not the right fit for the scheme. Maybe they just don't trust him yet. I don't know. But yeah, seems like a bit of a nobody. Yeah, who did they draft to find? I thought the Ballins duo drafted um, Jackson Smith and Jigba, but I can't can't see him on their roster. Or maybe I'm just scrolling too fast. Are they are they are they taxi squatted him? Oh yeah, maybe. Best place for him, Jasper. A nice problem to have, isn't it? If you can. No, it's the yeah. Borden show. Yeah, the Borden show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they, they taxi squad in there. Taxi squad's pretty strong. They got Kenny Pixix, Will, Will Levis, and Jackson Smith and Jigba. Oh, nice. It is strong. Yeah, certainly strong. A lot. <laughs> yeah, I was probably going to say the same thing as you then. Yeah. So even if he is shit, then, uh, you know, he's still better than some of the shit we got on our taxi squads. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Earl yeah. Grey. I think I've got on my taxi squad. Whoever he is, Earl Grey. <laughs> Shout out to Earl Grey. Lovely cup of tea. 
Storm in a teapot. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. I've got Israel Abanikanda from the New York Jets. Of course Is he a running back? He is. (laughs) They're all great a bloody running back as well from the Giants. Uh, He is... uh, uh, Abanikanda has so far logged zero snaps. (laughs) Got to get, I'm going to claim my classes for the end of this year. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's let's lay off Jackson Smith and Jigba. Then. <laughs> <laughs> he sucks. Um, another pretty terrible wide receiver, Quentin Johnson. Um, I always thought that he was going to be a, a tricky one anyway because he looked really, really raw and really he got drafted for his size and speed combination. Um, but he has looked really, really poor. Whenever I've watched him, he just doesn't look like he's running the right routes. He's not really getting anything done. Um, and, and that Chargers offense should be an offense in which he can succeed, particularly with Mike Williams going down so early. Oh! Devontae Adams with a huge touchdown. Sorry, sorry. Yes! Right, I missed it. I'm going to have to watch the replay on this one. Like a Agent O'Connell, my boy. Like is Aiden O'Connell wearing number four? I thought it was Derek Carr oh, yeah. for a second. I was like, oh, what happened? Is this back. from last season? He's in double coverage. Wow. Woo-hoo-hoo. Wow. Nice. You got a game. That, that is literally as far as Aiden O'Connell can throw the ball, that isn't is it? it? Yeah. Great touchdown. Love that. Love to see it. He'll be happy. Both of them. Things that you love to see. Yeah. And, and talking of which, that is uh, Quentin Johnson's <laughs> career. <laughs> Uh, receptions in one play. <laughs> yeah. Um, when the, when you we, um, sorry, carry on. Mate. Sorry, you know you you carry on. Uh, when when you mentioned kind of the names that we were going to talk about this week, obviously I knew all of them apart from Quentin Johnson. I must admit he's been so invisible. I didn't even know who the guy was. I had to go away and look into his stats. Didn't even realize he played for the Chargers. Um, awful. Keenan Allen's obviously having an absolute career yeah, which doesn't help. Um, Mike Williams isn't there um, and yeah he's got 162 yards he's had, and he's played 10 games he's been on the, he hasn't even been injured he's been there for 10 games uh, shocking yeah there was a lot of chat this week like oh Jalen Guyton is the guy to go to for, for the Chargers now he's, he's inactive this week but like when when Jalen Guyton is getting more um, more pop than you are as a, as a wide receiver you, you know you're in big trouble go um, home yeah yeah. Did Steve draft him? Again, I'm like scrolling through the rosters and I'm like, where is Quentin Johnson? Is he that invisible that he's not even uh, even appearing on a roster he, somewhere? He is. I'm sure it was Steve that, that drafted him. but uh, Oh yeah, yeah he's, yeah, he's yeah. on his taxi squad. Again, Again we're, we're just abusing there, yeah. people's taxi squads here, aren't we? Yeah. Can you trade nice for problem. people on the taxi squads? You can, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we wouldn't want to trade for Quentin Johnson, would we? He's crap. Oh, is that a Packers touchdown? Uh, Tell a lie. You know, he did have one game where he got six receptions for 50 yards. That was his, yeah, that was his best week, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And if we're Um, we're giving credit where credit's due, he did have one week where he had a rush for two yards. So, I mean, maybe, maybe Quentin Johnson's actually not who we thought he was. Let's not give credit where it's due then. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and Steve took him at the top of the second round as well so um, yeah T- that's a tough pick that is right there yeah 
Um, well, the last one I had on my list is definitely going to be more controversial, even than the abuse that we've just thrown out to those two receivers. And I did have some question marks next to it when I when I dropped this in a note to you. Bijan Robinson, is he a disappointment so far this season, considering how hyped up he was? What do you think? As an owner of Bijan in another league, yes, I am disappointed. Um, I You see him on the field, you see what he can do, but then you see what you're getting in return, and I think that's a disappointment. I think he is a truly elite generational player. Um, I think the weeks you've seen him get a heavy workload, last week, for example, um, he got close to 100 yards, he got a touchdown, he, he was doing all sorts. Uh, he's, a, he's an amazing player, but the Falcons... I get it to begin with. Maybe they didn't want to overload him. Um, so they, they held him back a little bit. But we're, we're 10 weeks in now. Um, and he's still not kind of getting the volume you'd expect to see. Um, but he's on the field the whole time, pretty much. When I watch the highlights, he's out there a lot. Um, and they, oh, I'd say they're trying to get the ball in his hands. I don't know if they are. Um, so I, I, as an owner, am a little bit disappointed. Mm. Yeah, I think given the hype, um, it's only really this week um where you you can sit back well, week two he had a he had a big week with um in the fantasy point stake as well but um it's only really this week where you where you've gone i can be confident that this guy is going to get the ball and is going to produce like i expect him to produce um yeah it's, it's a weird one i mean that that whole falcons team is weird they've what pivoted back to desmond ridder again now yeah after going to taylor heineke uh this is classic um, symptoms of a coach who, who just doesn't know which way to turn. Um, you know, there's a lot of like, oh, you know, he needs to get away from Ritter and go to Taylor Heineke. I kind of think you need to know what Ritter is by the end of the season. Yeah. Because yeah. he'll be at the end of his second year then. And obviously, he didn't have many games last year. He doesn't look very good. But, you know, if you see some improvement in him, then, you know, you ride him into year three. Otherwise, you, you probably want to look at what else you can do because. Whilst you've got Drake London, Bijan Robinson, and Kyle Pitts on their rookie deals, yeah. you kind of want to make the best of your offense, don't you? Yeah, exactly like you just said. And Ed summarizes it best. I've heard him say it a number of times. I'm going to get it completely wrong now. Um, but you've got Bijan, Drake, um, and Kyle Pitts. And yet we just see Ridder throw into, is it John U. Smith every week? Um, they've got these superstars and they yeah. just just can't seem to get a go. I, whenever I watch their games, I just feel like they struggle with their identity. I'm not really sure what they're trying to be. Are they trying to be a run-first team? Do they want to be pass-first? Are they leaning on their defence? I, I don't know. I, I can't tell what they're trying to do. Um, you just like them to just go into a game where you can be like, right, we're going to throw 40 passes this week. We're just going to literally air it out um, and then see what happens. But they don't do that. They don't really run the ball 30 times with different running backs. They're just, yeah, I, I don't know. All right, well, um, we are back uh, <laughs> after a, a little technical hitch with, uh, with, the, with the podcast recording software, which is the first time I used it, and uh, we're doing a live recording, so, you know, great technology decisions there by me. Uh, just, every time. just as we see someone called Smart going to the end zone, Stone Smart, Quentin Johnson is so bad that Stone Smart <laughs> is receiving the ball. Honestly, we could not have picked a better week to have done this because there has been like five or six dudes that have gone in I've never heard of in my life. Stone Smart? Are you right. shitting me? Get on, get on the waivers. 
because he is just dusted the Packers secondary. I mean, he looks slow as hell, but he's better than Quentin Johnson, so. Yeah. Who is he? Um, get him on my taxi squad next season. 25 years old. Doing? <laughs> is, is is he a rookie or has he been around the league and we've just never heard of him before? We've just never heard of him before. Wow, incredible stuff. Um, but before we got cut off, I was just talking about Arthur Smith and the Rumbler and the fact that I assumed that he would just give Bijan an insane amount of carries like he did with the Rumbler at Tennessee, but um, he hasn't. So you know, no. who knows what's going on there? Okay, Stone Smart was undrafted in twenty twenty two. Uh, and uh, seemingly did nothing last season. So this is his first season, really. So he is kind of a rookie, I guess. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, Maybe we should be talking about Stone Smart. People who have surprised you this season, Stone Smart. Stone Smart. Yeah, well, we were just going on to the uh, people that have surprised us this season. So Stone Smart, number one. Um, Who else did you have on your list? I had um, uh, Sam Laporta, who was... He was obviously reasonably well hyped, but he, he did go later in our draft and he's just been absolutely brilliant for the Lions. Like rookie tight ends usually do nothing, but Sam Laporta has has been uh, has been probably the best rookie tight end for as long as I can remember. Yeah. Yeah, his stats are incredible. Absolutely unbelievable. Kyle owns him, I think, doesn't he? Um Kyle owns him? Not hundred percent sure, but anyway, uh, he looks really, really good. Compliments that team nicely. Uh, yeah, absolutely, he does. Um, it, uh, Kyle doesn't own him. Um, I own him. Uh, and, uh, you know, I do feel like when I was prepping for this, I was like, am I, have I got a little bit of bias here? Because we're talking about CJ Stroud and Devon A. Chain and Sam Laporta, and they're all on my roster, and yet I'm second bottom of the league. So, um, you know, maybe I've got some uh, some owner bias going on. But he's been he's been he's been a really good player this season. <laughs> trying to justify it here live and in the moment <laughs> he's got 474 yards that's brilliant for a tight end <laughs> yeah it is it's really really good uh, the lines are on screen now and i was just hoping he was gonna get a touchdown so <laughs> i could justify it in the, in the moment um who do you have on your list mate who was who are your kind of like um, deeper dives rashi rice i kind of liked preseason, um and he's put up some all right numbers it's You've got to give him a bit of slack because he's a Chiefs receiver. Uh, and I don't think, unless your name's Travis Kelsey, um, any Chiefs receiver is going to light the world on fire. They very rarely get uh, your 1,000-yard receiver. It's normally somewhere seven, 800. Um, but Rashi's doing all right. Um, he's got, what we got, three touchdowns on the season, four touchdowns on the season. Um, he's at about just under 400 yards. So he, he's not doing anything electric, but he's steady. Um, he's sort of around that sort of 50, 60 mark each week um, in terms of receiving yards, somewhere between four and five receptions, um, and he might get a touchdown. So maybe not too fantasy relevant, um, but could grow into something. You never know how that Chiefs offense is going to evolve once um, Kelsey's days are finally behind him. Yeah, and I, it feels like they need to trust him a bit more and give him a bit more playing time. You know, just looking at his snap percentages on Sleeper, and he's, you know, he's not eclipsed 70% snaps yet. You know, there's weeks where he's got 18 and you know, 31 and stuff like that, you know, he's, he's probably their best receiver right now, other than Kelsey. So why not trust him and chuck him in there for more of their, more of their snaps and see what he, see what the, the young guy can do. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Give him a chance. Yeah, look at Stone Smart. Stone Smart. I love that too. 
<laughs> what a guy. Um, I had uh, Tajay Spears, who's on, who's on Jake's roster. Uh, obviously, we don't like him because he's, he's slowly displacing our boy, the Rumbler. Although, as someone pointed out yeah. the other day, the Rumbler is like second in Russian yards this season, so he's not actually really being replaced. But Spears has been uh, Spears has been good. He's been productive, um, you know, and he's he's useful in the passing game, which uh, has always been a an Achilles heel for the Rumbler. Yeah, yeah, he's a solid player. Completely different body set, isn't he, from the from the King? Um, but the, the Titans seem to trust him. Um, he seems to be able to do the work they want him to do. Um, and again, if that offense does evolve and change in something which isn't a run first unit, um, you, you you think he'd be able to become that feature back there for them um, and do the receiving work as well. Yeah, and Jake got him in the fourth round, so that's an absolute steal, isn't it? Really, it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I mean, last guy on my list then was Luke Musgrave. Um, yeah, Packers. Um, he was obviously one of two Packers. Uh, Packers at two tight ends in there. I can't remember the name of the other guy. It wasn't Luke Shoemaker, we know that. Um, it wasn't. It wasn't from... Stone Smarty, but I think. <laughs> um, yeah, he's 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 been pretty productive for the Packers, who've been very up and down all season long. He's got three hundred yards off of uh, you know thirty nine targets, which for for a rookie tight end is is pretty decent. Um, although I'm looking at his you know his latest headline on Sleeper records career high sixty four yards, which doesn't sound like something to be too excited about, but. Um, yeah, it's better than Quentin Johnson. So, and we are back for the third part of this recording. Uh, it was all supposed to be one part, but now it's three parts. Uh, and uh, who knows where we got cut off? I, I think we were talking about Luke Musgrave, uh, but who really cares? Because what you really missed when we were recording was uh, the incredible stop by the Raiders on uh, Tyreek Hill. Um, who subsequently has got injured. But since then, the Dolphins have now gone into the end zone. So we lost Frank Elation, uh, and Devon A. Chain is also injured, and Salvan Akbed is scoring a touchdown instead of Raheem Mostert. So, um, you know. I've been chomping at the bit to get back in it for 10 minutes and talk about that Tyreek Hill stop inside the 10-yard line. I was so excited. What a play. Um, and then I finally got back in, and yeah, Salvan fucking Ahmed has just scored a touchdown somewhere. What the hell? Real highs and lows over here. Real highs and lows. Great games. Lots going on. Good red zone so far. Yeah, yeah, it's decent. Decent. Mm. Um, I think we finished talking about Luke Musgrave. Anyway, he's half decent. That, yeah. He's going to get a catch here, isn't he? Come on. Come oh. on, Luke Musgrave. <laughs> oh, is, it, is that him in motion? It is, isn't it? Yeah, all right, cool. So, should we just quickly talk, touch in on where we are on the scores so far at uh, 7.12 p.m.? Um, in my matchup versus the Boringest duo, it remains close. Um, uh, I've got some good points from CJ Sproud and Brian Robinson. Um, not much else down the lineup, and obviously A-Chain is now in the in the blue medical tent. Um, Boringest duo... Not loads going on. Some some points for for Tank Dell, um, some points for Jerome Ford, but um, uh, you know it's looking to be a close one currently. Uh, currently projected to be two hundred eight to two fifteen in the Borings duo's favour. Yeah. Uh, what about yours, mate? How's yours looking? Um, 
as expected, pretty much. Um, Kyle still clear favourite at 214 to my 182. I will struggle to surpass 160. Um, but yeah, Kyle's putting up some steady points. Nothing set in the world alike so far. We celebrated, obviously, the Devontae Adams touchdown, which was a double-edged sword for me because Kyle's got him. Um, good news, Michael Mayer, one of my uh, Vegas tight ends, has scored 4.9 points already. So uh, he's playing well. Uh, no. Austin Hooper yet to see the field by the looks of it. Um, I, yeah, not I, too much. I feel like you might have a couple of donuts in your lineup this week, mate. Yeah, I think all right. Yeah, Mika Parsons on twenty-four points, so that's that's nice to see. Yeah, always, yeah, it's always going great kind of as expected. Really, Kyle kind of begins to run away um, through the kind of the witch now, I'd imagine. Um, the Valen Jack Rawlins matchup, uh, lowest looks projected to be the lowest scoring matchup of the week at the moment. Um, Saquon Barkley got that touchdown. We we actually caught that one live earlier on. Uh, not a heck of a lot else going on down either lineup, to be honest. Um, uh, we, we we bet on the Commanders tonight, which we said would be a curse on them against uh, Danny DeVito and the, and the New York uh, Giants. Sam Howell currently. Uh, stinking up the joint um, and uh, taking Terry McLaurin down with him. Damn. Yeah. When we last checked in on these guys, they were, I don't know, projections were over 200, I think. Um, and they've both dropped, seemingly. They've got a lot of players playing both, but it's still the point score is still within 0.8 of one another. So it's yeah. highly competitive game still. Yeah. And then the old uh, relegation six-pointer that we commented on earlier, Ed versus Steve. Oh, this one's close as well. Very, very close. There's quite a lot of points on the board already. Um, Ed's got 70 points. Steve's got 78 points. Um, yeah, some, some decent points going on the board. Uh, Calvin Ridley's come back to life for, for Jacksonville. He's got, got a touchdown. I didn't catch that one, actually. Do you see that one? No, I didn't. Has that literally just happened and we haven't caught up with it on red zone yet? Yeah, possibly. Yeah. Uh, Jameer Gibbs looking good for, for the Lions. We've obviously waxed lyrical about him. Oh, and Ed's lost Joey Bosa. That's going to be tough. Oh, and he's possibly lost Tyreek Hill as well. Oh, well, that's probably Tyreek good. already put up 16, to be fair. So he's put up a pretty respectable score before going out. But that could be his. I mean, we mocked the hell out of Ed for Devon Singletree. Uh, he's currently on nearly 16 points. And yeah. he's been pretty brilliant the last few weeks. He's looking um, really good, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, I'd probably kill for Ed's running back lineups right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's a never thought idea. <laughs> oh my god, Dalton Schultz. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well Ed's gonna have to overcome the, the Joey Bosa death. Um mm. which is a which is a shame because Bosa usually probably puts up like, you know, fifteen, twenty points from every yeah. week. So yeah, yeah, this week a donut. Yeah. So all the games really very close at the moment, hanging in the balance. Uh, we're not going to sit here all night and, uh, and comment on them, but um, as fun as know, it would be, yeah. The the set the seven hour the YouTube live stream coming to a coming to a home near you soon, right? We'll work on the endurance. <laughs> uh, any other thoughts about the rookies this season, mate? It's um, I don't know. It doesn't feel like the most exciting class uh, in history, but uh, a few gems in there yeah yeah definitely it'd be good to review it again come the end of the season i think it's a good halfway point um pitch like you say um strides definitely an elite level guy um yeah let's see 
could also do like a look back on you over the past two to three years because often takes that done that further some of these guys come through not so much i don't know what i'm talking about here, mate. ignore me because this would just be a fucking review of nfl players wouldn't it <laughs> <laughs> where do you draw the line <laughs> a little, little sophomore check-in yeah. see, see who's, hit, who's hit the slump harder than you after the oj yeah let's look at that class of 88 <laughs> Oh dear. oh dear. Um right, should we um should we call it there and then I can go and you know get some dinner and then think about editing this uh, absolute shit show together and, and get a surprise pod out to the league and see see what they think. No doubt Rawlins will think it's too long. Yeah, I look forward to listening to it about tomorrow. <laughs> Alright man, it's been good chatting with you. Uh hopefully this yeah, format works and we can we can do it again later this season. I think it's a great format, it's been really fun watching the game alongside you uh, and having that little bit of commentary going as well. So, yeah, I'm, I'm a fan. Well, until the next podcast, I won't necessarily say next week now because I don't know how often I'm doing these. Uh, let's ride.